Hi Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Guy De Silva. He's been a stuntman as Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers, as Black Panther in Captain America Civil War. He doubled as Horton de Boyega in Pacific Rim. He's worked on Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. And most recently, he's doubled for Jamie Foxx in Project Power on Netflix. I'm really excited to have him. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Guy. How are you thanks doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. You know, I'm healthy. This, the times are crazy, but I found ways to stay active and stay sane and keep being productive. Yeah, that is very important. <laughs> right, right you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy times. But um, hopefully, like, reminiscing on, on funner times will help. Um. So first question I like to ask everyone is, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? My first memory of watching Sailor Moon <laughs> as a boy uh, was coming home after school to watch Toonami, their, mm-hmm. their lineup, and having to sit through Sailor Moon in order to get through to uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... To be fair, I wasn't willing. I wasn't at first a voluntary fan of Sailor Moon, but it was actually something that you know, you know how like you turn something on, you're like, ah, it's like I watch this because it's right before the show that I actually want to watch, and you find yourself actually being like, oh, this is actually entertaining, and you find yourself enthralled in it, and then you just keep doing it. That's the new. That's the new lineup. You're like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna watch. Uh, Sailor Moon, then I'm gonna watch Dragon Ball Z, and I'm gonna watch Thundercats. Like that's that's, and then I'm gonna go to Taekwondo class. That was my first introduction, and I didn't even know that Tuxedo Mask was a character yet till maybe a month into watching Sailor Moon. So then I was like, oh, cool, like I see it now. Yeah, that's cool. Did you have a um a favorite scout? My favorite scout would be Venus, Sailor Venus. Nice. Yeah, Venus is awesome. Yeah, I thought she was dope. Yeah, that's so funny. I think that's that's probably how I started watching Dragon Ball Z. Because I think I was watching Sailor Moon, and then the TV would just stay on, and then I would watch Dragon Ball Z just because it was, like, on. And then I just got, like you said, like, just got caught up in the storyline, especially with those cliffhangers. Right. (laughs) And those... those, Man, I would be so upset when they ran Monday through Saturday with like oh we're just gonna hit you guys with goku powering up like i don't want to see like that's not what i want to see yeah like i'm ready for the fight my only entertainment during those days were was literally sailor moon episode Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so good um what other anime are you into nowadays uh i'm into everything yeah i've i'm completely caught up right now on one piece nice which it, it, it makes a lot of people like not want to watch it because of how many episodes I'm like no don't even you don't have to finish just keep just watch it just enjoy that yeah. uh, I've watched I love Haikyuu I think Haikyuu is probably one of the best uh, story and action design anime is out right now um, it's about volleyball who would have thought mm-hmm. that you'd be invested in, into <laughs> a volleyball anime yeah Ace of Diamonds Fire Force mm-hmm. uh Sword Art Online, uh, My Hero Academia, of course. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'm I'm watching whatever they put out on Crunchyroll right now. Yeah, same. Um, same with One Piece too. I love One Piece. I am still. I don't know why I keep procrastinating, but I'm like 30 episodes away from being caught up, and I just keep putting it off. 
That's uh, fine. Let it grow. Let let that let that build up for you, so you could just one day be like, I'm gonna spend the weekend and just yeah. binge it. Be caught up, yeah. But I really want to watch the Kaido arc because I keep hearing that it's really good. So I want to watch it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so so good. Do you have a favorite arc? My favorite arc right now would be Water Seven arc. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was great. I love Frankie's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Frankie's. Yeah. Frankie's funny, man, and <laughs> just just the whole. Uh, that just the the whole fight with Usopp for any mm. I'm sorry for any spoiler alert the yeah. you know that whole I thought that was so touching. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the most impactful uh, arc for me would be uh, the the navy the navy versus the uh, pirates. Age. Yeah, yeah, and pulled down. Yeah, right? and pulled yeah. down. That's what it is. Yeah, that I've never cried so hard in anime in my life yes to this day i'm scarred but yeah and pulled down and in his lobby have scarred me for life right <laughs> it, uh, yeah and, it, and you have like that's the biggest argument for that anime is like the only way you could get to that point of being mm-hmm. so emotionally attached to the story is for you to actually have that many episodes leading up to that you need right. to get in touch with the characters. You have to feel for everybody. And it's crazy how every character has a backstory and they're and they dive into everyone's backstory. Yeah, and they all make you want to cry. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, geez, what has the writer gone through in life? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. There is no bubblegum at all in this. It is not at all. Everyone is has a sad backstory and they just thrive on friendship and (laughs) right yeah and i'm so here for it yeah yeah i think i always tell people that they should watch at least until alabasta and i feel like that would give you a good sense of like what the show is about and like the heart yep but you know that's still like a hundred and so episodes yeah (laughs) I, i always tell people just if you can if you're willing to watch it i would say watch it up to, once you get past 200, that's when you're going to be super. That's when you're going to think it's probably one of the best animes ever made. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, but I love it. I could talk about it all day. If I could, I would do a One Piece fan club podcast, but <laughs> that's for another time. That's for another. Right now, we're focusing on Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was uh, a joke for a bit because um, I saw you did the My Hair Academia. Um, pilot on youtube that was really cool too thank you thank you very much how did that come about um a buddy of mine i'm a part of a team uh a group of guys that were originally called thousand pounds Mm -hmm. and they've been doing uh we've been doing live action anime uh inspired shorts for the past like seven eight years oh wow um the biggest one that they were known for back in the day was the naruto dream fighters which was naruto versus uh rock lee Mm -hmm. and that got really big um and it got them into doing uh possibly going for doing their own original content clandestine and the creators of that were chris callen and Haley lee and um lex uh and me and Chris and Haley and everybody, we've all been hanging out and everybody kind of s- spread out and went their path professionally. 
You know, uh, I went and worked on Marvel films with James Young, who's a part of the group. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris went off and started working with Brad Allen, doing things like The Kingsman and um, Han Solo, and uh, just just out there. He he'd been gone for four years, and mm-hmm. I've been like, hey man, like the moment you get back, we need to shoot something. Like let's put what we've all learned from working professionally in the business into our back into our passion stuff let's go back to what it is that we love to do and he was like yeah let's do it i'm finally coming back in town it's and i actually have a little bit of time i would love to shoot something um boom we have this idea which originally was we were going to shoot uh i believe a tekken cross street fighter type Mm -hmm. uh thing where i was going to play sean and yeah as we were prepping to do that uh, he was like, we let, like let's do something to warm up. I was like, let's do something now because we're trying to prep something that's going to take a little time to prep. Let's do something that we can go out and do right now. And we sat around for a couple days uh, trying to figure it out. And I went to his house on the final day. And I was like, we got to figure this out. We went over to my friend Travis Wong's Jim Jam, Joining All Movement in uh, Northridge. And were, was trying to see who was around, who's available to shoot a fight with me. And um, we didn't see anybody there. <laughs> Everybody was gone, uh, working and so on and so forth. And uh, so we went back to his place and we're like, what are we going to do? What what can we do? I was like, I want to do something with a book bag. I want to, I feel like it'll be fun to, to have a, that as a prop to fight with. And he's like, yeah, that sounds cool. And we start listening, start sharing music with one another because the process that Chris has is, he likes to have a song first and then he'll edit to the song. And uh, the final song that he that we got through was the My Hero Academia track. And he was like, I've been wanting to do something with this. And I'm like, why don't we do something in this universe? Let's just do our own thing, you know? Like, there's really no representation of people that look like us in it. Let's just create a character and do that and he was like well i can do this kind of teleportation effect and i was like cool and i want to do the backpack and he's like let's do it with the backpack and we can treat it like um you know like you you throw it and you teleport it'll be like minato and uh (laughs) we'll 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 kind of rip off of naruto and i was like okay that i'm like that sounds sick so i made a phone call to a couple guys to see who was available who could come by that evening to like map out choreography and uh, Nathan Peoples was available to come by after his shift at the Hard Rock at City Walk, and he came through. We choreographed it up, and it was literally supposed to just be one off. Like the part one was supposed to be boom, that's it. We're we're done. Like we just did that to to get the juices going to get it all warmed up and ready to go to shoot our next big thing. Yeah. And uh, Anime Expo came up. Uh, we got to Anime Expo. And people were like, yo, this is dope. And it started started to really gain traction. Like it, it got to a million views and people were like, when's the next part? What's the next part? People were commenting on giving the character names and what their quirk names were. And that it that alone was like, okay, we have to do a second part at least. And that second part turned into actually being three parts. Uh, Cleo was with us at Anime Expo hanging out. You know, we usually, I usually do all the expos like E3, Comic Con, and um, and Anime Expo with 
my 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 homies. So it'd be like if Chris is in town, Chris is there, Haley's there, uh Wes Westgood is there, uh Cleo is there, uh Flash, Yoshi Sadarso, we're all hanging out and we all run the run the floor together and have a good time and just it's it's a moment for us to all geek out. And I think on day two, uh Chris was like, yo, you should come out with in the costume and see how people react. And the reaction to it was so big that we were like, yeah, we have to do a part two. So we immediately started coming up with ideas and how to pull characters in. And that's when I was like, we should get Cleo to come in. I'm sure he'd be down. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, that's the homie. He's like one of my bros. He, he'd totally be down for it. And I instantly hit Cleo up. And Cleo's like, yo, I'd be honored too. And I was like, cool. So I, I was like, yo, we got Cleo. He's like, all right, cool. We need some other dudes. So I called up my friends, Mark Michioni and Jay Kwan, who are very talented stunt people who are working in the industry right now as we speak. And it just, it became this thing that we made called UALA Episode Zero Pilot, you know? And that's, I guess the rest is, the rest is history. Yeah, it's epic. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to clarify, you know, you mentioned a lot of amazing people, but Cleo's Cleo Thomas, who played um Zero and Holes and uh he also also has a clothing brand where he has uh, some Sierra Moon t shirts, so we have to talk to him eventually, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Um yeah, that's so cool. And I, I love that you were able like, you know, a lot of people you're with were also stump people, so you're really able to do some really cool like like fighting and you know stunts so there's like a big um so there's the stunt community and within the stunt community now there's 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 what we would call fight guys um guys who specialize in fighting and the guys who i come from are from the indie martial arts world these are the dudes that go out and make the youtube videos that you watch um which would include people like vlad rimberg emmanuel manzanares eric jacobus uh to name a few brian sloyer um they are the guys who i like came up with in a sense of my career training and learning under from shooting in their shorts and working on their projects um so we we're we're completely close-knit uh it's funny because we're all connected through martial arts and martial arts cinema inspired by people like jackie chan yim biao sammo hung bruce lee um, and we're just trying to create and we, our love to create is what has brought us together. And as also, I would say, been a huge reason why we're as successful as we are in this industry. Nice. Do you have a favorite martial arts movie? Favorite martial arts movie would be Police Story. Mm, Jackie nice. Chan's Police yeah. Story. Um, it's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's between that or Drunken Master 2. Oh yeah, those are good too. Awesome. Um, and I remember you mentioned earlier. You mentioned um, you used to go to like Taekwondo classes after watching Sailor Moon Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> are do you have are you um, skilled in any other martial arts? Yes. Uh, Taekwondo was the first one, but uh, Capoeira um was something that I was introduced to when I was five years old. My older brother is actually a contramaster in New York City. Contramaster uh, Omi. And I also trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Cobrinha Charles out here in Los Angeles, which has been really fun. Um, 
I wish it was open right now because I want to get back into it. I've been having to take a break because not only COVID, but for work purposes, I can't afford to get injured. And I like, I, I go hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> boxing is something as well. And little, little bits of influence in, in, in Kung Fu and in Muay Thai from just, it's, it's the, at joining all movements, you you you're exposed to so many different people, so many different disciplines, and it's a place where you can trade those vocabularies amongst one another. So we've been constantly like, oh, I'll show you this, and you show me that, and you know, so on and so forth. That sounds cool. It makes sense because you are obviously a very talented stunt person. <laughs> How did you get into stunt acting? Um, actually, is because of Vlad. Uh, I had moved out here from New York uh, when I was 19 years old, like right out of high school. And I was all, I was working as a professional dancer um, under Chris Brown. And uh, I've been wanting to get into the film industry. I was like, I, like, that's always been my dream goal. I've always wanted to be Bruce Lee. I've always wanted to be Jackie Chan. And I was told to hit up Vlad. And I, at first, was too punk asked to to hit him up but luckily a friend of mine Nikki Facinello she called me uh one day to be like hey you want to come and shoot with uh me and Chris I was supposed to have my friend Danny uh our friend Danny Graham who is the Black Panther son double in Black Panther uh and also my roommate uh when I first moved out here um come out and shoot this fight scene and when I got there it was with uh, Amy Johnston, uh, Andy Lay, Chris Cowan uh, was shooting along with Vlad Rimberg, and that was my first true introduction to Vlad. Um, and from that point on, Vlad called me for another shoot, which I did horrible in, and he made fun of me, but he didn't give <laughs> up on me. He uh, <laughs> he made me feel really bad, and then <laughs> called me back the next day and was like, "I have an idea. We're going to shoot this instead." And that turned out to be objective, yeah. uh, which is on YouTube. And so shooting with him gave me kind of a visual, like Hollywood super, they got to see it first, you know, before they give you a shot. They got to know what you can do before they actually see you as possibly being able to do it. And I was helping James Young, who was offered a, poss a possible spot as the fight choreographer for Captain America Winter Soldier. And uh, they, they, he got the job. He is, they're getting ready to do the elevator sequence and they're, they're calling in people to come in and, and do the fight. And they needed a particular stunt. They're like, who do you think can do this? And James and Aaron Tony and Chris Brewster uh, went to the stunt coordinator, Tom Harper, and was like, well, this young kid's really good. And he's like, really? Show me his stuff. And luckily, because I had been shooting all these YouTube videos with Vlad and Manny, um, that they were able to show him reference of my abilities outside of being like, hey, can you just send us a clip of you doing some stuff? They actually had some footage to show him. And he was like, yeah, sure, let's give him a shot. And so I got the phone call, and that was my first big break into the stunt community. Nice. Yeah. And I totally said, I think Civil War earlier obviously meant Winter Soldiers. <laughs> um but yeah that elevator scene was um iconic how did you uh, did you anticipate it being like such a 
uh, iconic scene when you were shooting it? Um, for me, I was too busy fanning out about the fact that I'm working on this film. <laughs> like that's Chris Evans, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be amazing. I knew it was going to be great um, because I know the kind of action that was going to be brought to the film, especially being the fact that I was helmed by the choreography was helmed by uh somebody from the indie world um along mm-hmm. with the stunt double of captain america being sam hargrave who was my stunt idol somebody who i wanted to be like in oh, the community awesome. uh it's actually pretty funny when we were shooting stuff with vlad vlad would be to vlad would goad me into doing certain uh stunt gags and be like well sam hargrave did it look at sam hargrave's reel and i'm like well, fine i'm gonna i'm gonna do it then and that's how <laughs> i gained the courage to go after certain things that normally i'd be scared of um and uh so like it was it was inevitable we knew like at the moment being in the moment i was so focused on other parts of the moment that i probably didn't even I wasn't thinking like, yo, this is going to be a classic, you know, mm-hmm. but I knew that all the right pieces were there. Yeah, that's such a cool scene. The other thing I realized too later on is that, you know, the first time that we see Black Panther, it's actually you. Yes. <laughs> Which, is, Which just, is so cool. Yeah. That that That's probably like something I'll take to the grave with me and I'll always, I'll be like, put that on my stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first online version of Black Panther. I would totally do the same thing if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you <blink? laughs> yeah, because like I think like that like people were using that like clip all like all everywhere. Just like they had the gif on Twitter, just like black people. Like I just remember that scene where he's like the claws come out and he's just like ready to fight, and that was like I've arrived. You know, <laughs> like that feeling. Yep. And I was just like, man, that was you. That's so dope. Yeah. yeah it's such a cool moment in time for me yeah. super grateful yeah please yeah um i mean obviously that was a great project but do you have a um any other favorite projects you like to work on i mean you've, yeah. you've been in so many amazing it's things. funny because like all right so there's this movie that mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a good movie or not but i had the most fun working on it and mm-hmm. um it was called the veil and it's on Netflix. It was probably, it was after I did Winter Soldier. Um, now, this the way how the stunt industry works is there's no managers or agents, really. It's all about a stunt coordinator hiring you. Uh, and he has to know who you are. Somebody has to bring your name up in order for that to happen. So I'm still new. So not a lot of people are calling me up. And I'm living in my car at the moment. Um, until a very close friend of mine, uh, Ryan Potter, who is the Beast Boy in Titans uh, series, mm. he and his mom opened their house to me and let me sleep on their couch in the back in their in their back room. Mm. Uh, I get called in to work on the Veil with James Young, and uh, we were in Oklahoma for two months, and it was a very small cast. Um, we had no idea what was going on when it came to shooting, but it was so much fun because we were all together and it was just, there was no ego in the process of making the film. Like the director was cool. The hair and makeup girls were cool. The cast was cool. And we were like, it was, there was literally nothing to do in Oklahoma that we would just all be hanging out together anyway. So 
I would deem that to be one of the most fun times and one of my most favorite projects. Yeah, that's cool. I remember this like a, a horror film, I think. No, it's not even a horror. That's the it's thing. Not. I don't even okay. know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I kind of remembered it. I remember not watching it because I'm like, this looks scary. I don't do scary. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Maybe I'll check it out, man. Is it with Jessica Alba? No, this is with oh. uh, Sarinda Swan, William Mosley, and um, I can't even think of the name now. I think that's it. No, we'll just leave it like that. Yeah. William Levy. There we go. Got it. Spanish, nice. Latin guy. Cool. Yeah, I gotta check this out. This sounds. I mean, I feel like movies that are fun to make are usually, at least some. Like it kind of comes off. I think it. it, it it's probably a fun movie. Oh, I see. Yeah, this looks cool. It's action adventure. Yeah. Yeah. This is dope. It was pretty crazy because, like, on the last day, we're in like we're we're in like supposed to be tribal esque clothing. Mm-hmm. So we're we're out there in Oklahoma, and all of a sudden starts that hailstorm while we're shooting, and it's supposed to be a summer scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so and you're, you're like I'm heavy. freezing. Yeah. And I'm, I, I like to consider myself tropical. Mm. So okay. I I immediately shrivel up. That's why I left New York, because I can't handle the winters. I'm too I'm too punk for that. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm from Florida, so like it took it took some adjustment coming to New right. York. Exactly. California <laughs> has made me so soft. <laughs> I am so soft thanks to California. I think I would get the same way for sure. Because the weather is even better there than i think in florida Ugh, it's consistent mm-hmm. oh my god i can't imagine that that sounds amazing but yeah um but that's cool i'm glad that you got that experience it sounds like it was fun i often wonder like like i know the um boomerang the movie um, mm-hmm. people always talk about how like fun that set was so i can i just i i appreciate it you know right yeah um the other thing is um I want to bring up your Manchester United fan. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm just always like, I think it's cool when people like really take on a fandom for sports. So what what got you into being a Manchester United fan? The, becoming a Manchester United fan uh, was a couple things. Um, one would be that I really enjoyed Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, his younger years there was like amazing. Um, and the fact that one of my best friends is a Manchester United fan and living with him for a little bit kind of pushed me into that circle of being, choosing that team, uh, uh, along with, uh, you know, a lot of great players that I really liked are currently on the team, like Paul Pogba, uh, Martial, Rashford, uh, Mason Greenwood, who is a young phenom in my opinion, um, have all been there and they're representing us uh, very well, in my opinion. And, um, you know, just they're one of the highest winning teams in the Premier League. So that also helps that, you know, being a fan of a winning team. <laughs> my cousin's probably going to hate me right now <laughs> for saying that publicly because he definitely wants me to be a Chelsea fan, especially for this coming season. Uh, you know, it's up for negotiation, maybe, maybe, maybe. Fair, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I, I would like to take uh, out of Snoop Dogg's uh, book. I am the most loyal, unloyal. 
I guess, yeah. I mean, that's how... Are you originally from New York? Yes. So, yeah, I feel like you have to be... I think all New Yorkers are probably loyally unloyal. Because right. You have to be. Like, the Knicks, <laughs> they let you down so much. Mm-hmm. You know, the Giants, it, they, they do good, like, maybe once every other four years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Yankees were probably the most consistent. And you had to pick between Yankees or Mets. Right. I chose Yankees. Uh, okay, but okay, so I run into many people that chose Mets. So, you know, and if the Yankees are out, then you're going to you're going to go for the Mets. Mm-hmm. And that's hit or miss. That's hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. <laughs> hey, Moonies. Here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that Sailor Moon creator Naoko Takayuchi is married to Yu Hakusho and Hunter X Hunter creator Yoshihiro Togashi? I know, power couple goals. If you're a fan of 90s anime like me, head over to Nabuwear to get some of the best anime-inspired streetwear from Akira, Slam Dunk, and you guessed it, Yu Hakusho. They also show lots of newer shows like My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer, but they sell out quick, so head over to Nabuwear.com to get some of the best anime-inspired streetwear out there. And use code Moonies Club to get 20% off. Um, and what else do you stand? I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but you know, do you have anything else that you stand? I stand for LeBron James. Ooh, yeah. I think he's amazing for not, and I'm not even talking about what he does on the court. I think about what he stands for outside the court, I think Mm -hmm. is really amazing. Um, I really enjoy, uh, his, his philanthropy work. The ideas that he's pushed forward and trying to push uh, our community forward. Um, I think that's a really big thing to talk about. Yeah. What else, uh, I mean, I love anime, I love manga, mm-hmm. I love motorcycle stuff, uh, martial arts in general. So I, I'm into the UFC, I'm into 1FC. I'm a big fan of Demetrius, Mighty Mouse, um, Anderson Silva, uh, mm-hmm. the Style Bender, to name a couple people. Um. Yeah, you know, mm. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I see. You got. It's good though. It's good to have. You know. Interest. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, I forgot to ask you. What's the hardest stunt you've ever done? The hardest stunt. I I feel like I've I end up doing it all the time. Um, mm. is jumping off of high things. Mm, yeah. Uh, I would say the the hardest one for me was actually on. It's between it's a it's a it's a toss up between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and Pacific Rim Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do a high fall about sixty feet up for Guardians, and we're doing is we're all jumping in threes into box catchers. So that we build up some boxes, like some regular moving boxes, and we stack them up to a certain height, and we mm-hmm. put some uh un unboxed up boxes in between called stiffers called stiffers. We stiffen it. Mm-hmm. To, to break our falls and we get lifted up on these lifts and we drop down in different styles however we like and uh we're going by threes and we do it three times in different positions so i start off in the middle so then we wrote we go to our to our right so then i'm in the back and then i'm gonna go to the front so the first two times i'm killing it i've done everything i'm comfortable with i don't really like heights i'll do it because it's a job but i don't like heights yeah. And uh I mean like who would really enjoy <laughs> like the idea of like jumping off of something 
you know, 60 feet in the air, 60 feet in the air, 100 <laughs> feet in the air. And right. um, there's no line. There's no line on me. It's a free fall. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> so we get to we get we get to actual me in the front. And I'm, I already have in mind what I'm going to do. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this other basic fall because I'm getting the job done and I want it to look perfect and I don't want to get hurt. And my boss screams up to me. He's like, hey, Guy. I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, they do something twisty. And I'm like, that is not what I was planning on doing <laughs> at all. I was not planning on doing anything fancy, nothing twisty mm-hmm. at all. But now I'm getting called on the spot in front of all these people to do it. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, here we go. And I just chuck something that I'm used to throwing on the ground because I'm like, I can spot it. I know where I'm at. And my body naturally goes into landing mode. So my feet go towards the ground, which is not what you want to do. You want to land flat in the boxes. And I Mm -hmm. am quickly having to adjust myself and I kind of get hurt. I limp out and they're like, come here. I know you're hurting, but look at, look at this awesome shot that we got of you. And it's cool. And that's Mm -hmm. cool. And then what happened on Pacific Rim is I'm actually on a line and I'm 30 to 35 feet up at a BP station, jumping off of a tower to a rope that's about 12 feet away from me. And I have to catch the rope. The rope is going to spool out, and I'm supposed to fall the 30 feet, hit half of my torso onto a shipping container, and then hit the ground. Um, Of course, they want to do this at 2 a.m. Oh, my God. (laughs) So we go, we're we're shooting it, and we're doing it, and and it's going great. Tom's like, great, cool, we're done. Uh, We're going to move on. We're going to get shots with the actor. I'm like, great, cool. So... I'm thinking, I'm cooling down, like, all right, we're done. I, I did my big stunt for the day. We're, we're going to move on soon. And they're like, oh, no, Guy, actually, come up, come up. We're, we're going to do it one more time. <laughs> <From this. laughs> we want to do it from this angle now. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right, cool. So, you know, the usual stunt mentality is like, okay, you called me up. It's time to go. I can't, I don't want to hold anything back. We don't want people waiting on stunts. Mm-hmm. So I get up there and I go and I land so weird on the container and then fall that you just hear it go, <laughs> and people are like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Just fell weird in, you know, mm-hmm. again, dealing with heights and having to hit things on the way down with heights. Yeah. Doing twisty things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Oh man, I can't imagine. I do not like heights, and it's it's hard enough for me to stand <laughs> when I'm up high. So I commend you completely. That was my first. That when I first got asked about doing heights on, uh, it was on Winter Soldier. That was the first thing that they, they were like. People say they're okay with it, but then they get up there and they don't. And they freeze. I'm like, cool. So only, so what you're telling me is that all I have to do is get up there and and actually jump, and you're going to be okay with me doing this? I was like, all right, well. <laughs> I might close my eyes, but <laughs> I'll jump. Do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I feel like it's like I'll jump. It may not look like you know my eyes may be closed. I may be like flailing, but I'll jump. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah. sometimes that's all they needed was for you to actually flail, maybe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like. And I, you, <laughs> I get more confident with it. You try, especially when you're on the line. You trust the system. You're like, okay, I'm right. not going to die. And then you get more confidence, and you can start performing it, and so on and so forth. It takes, mm-hmm. it takes some time though, and you'll get there. Yeah, that makes sense. And how, how long have you been doing stunts? Mm-hmm. I've been doing stunts now for eight years. Mm, 
Wow. Yeah. It's a career. Yeah. I've gotten to see the world. Um, I mean, I was already very privileged enough that I was dancing behind such a big musical artist like Chris right. Brown that I got to see the world before even stepping into the film industry and then seeing the world again from another lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super grateful. You know, it's yeah. been it's been an amazing journey, and I just hope that I can get to that next level for me. You know? Yeah, I'm sure that capoeira, capoeira, <laughs> came in handy too during the Chris Brown tour. Oh yeah, the the tricking, well, martial arts tricking was uh, mm-hmm. a big part of my movement background. Mm-hmm. I had taught Chris how to do stuff like the B twist and the cork, all the mm-hmm. stuff that you see him do now. Um, I can say that it was because I showed him and his ama- his amazing ability to just copy what I do mm-hmm. uh, allowed him to step, bring something new to his fans, you know? Nice. Yeah. How was that experience too? Just- it was amazing. I mean, yeah. I didn't go to college. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a part of a contemporary dance company and I was also a street dancer. Yeah. Was a part of the Light Feet Movement with Breakfast Club. Uh, mm-hmm. And he called me one day and was like, yo, I want you to come in and do the Year Through Time music video. Bring your mm-hmm. homies, Danny Graham, Kyle Cordova, Anish Shofer, Sherfa, Anish Sherfa. And I was like, I can't, but they can. They're all here in Los Angeles, but I'm in Boston working with this contemporary company. He's like, okay, cool. That's fine. But also, I want you to dance for me. And I was like, I'm already moving to Los Angeles, so perfect. Yeah. Don't have to put me up at the hotel or anything like that. We'll just do the damn thing, you know. Yeah, and also you mentioned it earlier, but it's kind of like amazing that you and um, the Black Panther stunt double and Black Panther um, were roommates, and then you both ended up being stunt doubles for Black Panther. <laughs> all three of the main stunt doubles for Black Panther were all we were all roommates at one point. Oh my god! When I first moved to Los Angeles, uh, it was a two bedroom house, a two bedroom apartment. Uh, off of Lancashire Boulevard, for those who know about North Hollywood, uh, behind the XMA uh, studio at the time. It was me, Danny Graham, Anish Sherfa, Kyle Cordova, and Rudy Raynon, all living in the same place. Me, Danny Graham, and Anish shared the same bed at one point. Um, And all three of us have been the stunt double for Black Panther. That is (laughs) so serendipitous. Right? It's like, how how does, like, you you can't write that stuff. Yeah. That's, you know, that comes up a lot with Black Panther, I realize. There's a lot of, like, oh, a lot of people were just in the right place at the right time, and just things, it just came together. It did. It it absolutely did. It actually made a huge surge in the Black representation and stunts. Hmm. Before Black Panther, there was maybe a handful of us, I would Hmm. say. Um, And not to toot my own horn, but I would consider myself to be of the top five of that group. Hey. But then now yeah. you have so many more people because they needed to have black stunt people for that film that it gave so many people an opportunity and, and work, you know, which is something that we're fighting for right now. We're fighting for more more of that visual representation out there. Um, there's a lot of films that are shot with, having a bunch of stunt people come in and be what we call nondescript stunts or utility stunts. And they always end up being Caucasian because it's always having to fight the mafia or the mob or some sort Mm. of Caucasian looking um, 
filling it, you know? Right. So the, the work is scarce unless you're a double like myself and my, my, my two buddies. Yeah. I imagine too, like, because they were able to get, you know, those, that opportunity to be on the film that they were able to use that footage to show what they did. Kind of like exactly. And show people that you can do the job that you mm-hmm. can get done, which is like what YouTube did for me. It allowed right. people to see that, Oh, this guy can actually, he has some talent, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I like to end the show. So I don't know if you remember at the end of the Toonami Sailor Moon episodes, um, <laughs> she had like a Sailor Moon says phrase where she would like give a PSA at the end of every episode. Yep. So uh, if you had a phrase, Sailor G says. Sailor G says, help your friends and do exactly what you love to do because that's where you'll find true happiness. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's so true. Right. It's so so true, and um, yeah. Back to just Sarah Moon. Like, what what did you feel? What were you thinking when you saw it? I was like, "What is this?" Because <laughs> I definitely wasn't at the point where you know the like. Now looking at, it, I'm like, "Wow, this is hypersexualized." But back then, well, I was like, yeah. "What is what is this with these girls wearing skirts and stuff and fighting villains in skirts? This is weird." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they need jumpsuits yeah yeah like what is it like it, 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 it this is not power rangers <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah especially since sailor moon is like inspired by power rangers to a degree absolutely but, it's that yeah. culture the mm-hmm. uh saint saiyan culture is the right, whole idea right. of like the vulnerability before the transformation into the suit mm-hmm. and like the color-coded um you know groups it's so japanese yeah i love it <laughs> it's so great it's so great i'm actually re-watching it right now oh really yeah and i'm watching it subbed instead of dubbed so that way i can uh have a have a different uh viewpoint of it because i like seeing how the acting is done differently yeah are you watching it on hulu i'm guessing yes nice so what, what's your um how are you feeling about it uh on your second watch Second watch, I'm actually realizing how much of a loser nerd Sailor Moon actually is. <laughs> Ouch! But yeah, I get it. You know, it's just, it completely yeah, yeah. relates to me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to save the world right now. I want to play video games. Yeah, that is me too. That's why. I like <laughs> so it's like, oh, cool. Like, oh, there's there's way more to this I can relate to now. It's so great. Yeah, no, it's totally true. Someone made a good point that, like, in any other anime, she would be the like comedic relief character right but you know she's the lead and it that's what really makes it so special it's so great i'm yeah. I'm actually really enjoying it i'm happy that i i'm revisiting it as an adult yeah me too that's awesome have you had any um episodes that stuck out to you as you've been rewatching? uh which one was it the where tuxedo mask like he where they finally found find out who he is, his secret oh, identity. Yeah, that's a good one. He sacrifices himself and gets hurt. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, I'm, I'm, I was enjoying that <laughs> because the whole episode before that, she is literally not wanting to do anything and just beat this video game. Right. And I'm like, look at this girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to live her best life. Right? She's trying to live her best life and they keep dragging her into this fight that she probably doesn't want to be a part of. Hmm. Yeah, but she always shows up. That's what always know. shows up. That's what mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Show up for your homies. Yeah, yeah. It's like what you just said. You gotta help help your friends. Help your friends and do yeah. what you love to do. Yes, and you know that's where she ends up doing. 
<laughs> eventually. Sailor Gee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and what's next for you and where can people find you? Uh, what's next for me? Right now I'm currently pushing my acting career because um, I feel like we can have another action star that does his own stuff. Absolutely. Uh, new project coming out, Project Power. Uh, I doubled Jamie Foxx for a good portion of it. Um, Clay Fontenot, who is a legend in the stunt community, is the lead double, but I got the opportunity because he was working on something else mm. to come in and meet the great Jamie Foxx. And um, you can reach me and find me on Instagram at GeeXDeSilva and uh, on Twitter, uh, Guy De Silva back. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a nickname that we'll talk about in another interview, another Got another it. chat. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, once again, I'm Victoria L. Johnson. This is the Sailor Moon Fan Club, and you can follow us at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore Club on Instagram, and you follow me at Miss Old School, Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram, and like and subscribe us, guys. Thanks for listening, Mooney. And thank you, Gee, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. For those of you who are going to listen to me talk and ramble, I hope my voice isn't too crackly or weird. No, your voice is perfect. It's just awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you, Queen. Thank you. <laughs>